Hello and welcome to the Managing Uncertainty Podcast. I'm Brian Strauser, Principal and Chief Executive here at Brightpath. And in episode 234, I want to talk about the 11 essential elements of a business continuity program. In our mind, an effective business continuity program is central to an organization's ability to ensure their resilience and maintain operations in the face of any kind of disruption. We see 11 essential elements of a program, and you might be at different stages of maturity. You might be just getting your program started for the first time. So these elements might not always be in place at the current point of your program, but we think of these 11 as kind of the essential building blocks of the areas of maturity for your program that you wanna make sure that you're growing towards over time. So the first is governance, which includes policy and program management. Um, Establishing some type of governance framework that defines the scope, objectives, and management structure of your organization. That includes developing policies or standards and uh, standard operating procedures that articulate how your company commits to business continuity, how you assign roles and responsibilities, and the provision of resources. It should include a commitment to continual improvement and regular review of your program. Number two is risk assessment, that you have some type of process to identify potential threats and vulnerabilities that can impact your organization's operations. That can include um, evaluating risks in terms of their likelihood and potential impact on critical business functions. Now, often we see that this risk assessment doesn't sit within a business continuity program, and that's okay. You just need to have one in your organization. Lots of companies have enterprise risk management programs of different types, and that is a great way to think about that as your risk assessment process and then connect your business continuity program to make sure you're addressing the critical disruption risks that sit or are identified or being managed and mitigated by your enterprise risk program. Number three is the business impact analysis or BIA. This is how you assess the potential impact of a disruption on your business operations. It lets you identify in a systematic way your critical functions and processes in the organization. You can determine your acceptable downtime or maximum tolerable downtime or recovery time objective, however you want to think of that, and then prioritize your recovery efforts in that disruption. The BIA helps you understand how different scenarios can affect the organization, and it establishes the basis for developing your recovery strategies and then your plans. Number four are your business continuity strategies or strategy development. This is where you're formulating specific recovery strategies that manage and mitigate the risks that you've identified and ensure the continuity of those critical business functions that you've identified in your BIA. That includes thinking about different recovery options, like alternative ways of uh, doing business, workarounds, alternate site strategies for relocation, telecommuting, remote work, uh, and the use of hot, warm, and cold recovery sites. Now, of course, the pandemic has, or what we've learned through the pandemic, I should say, has changed how we think about a lot of these. Alternate workspace really has become less of a focus as it was, say, four or five years ago for business continuity. But in some cases where you have to do hands-on work, that alternate workspace is still a significant part, a significant lift in the business continuity strategies. Number five is plan development. You're developing 
and managing your business continuity plans. And this is where you're developing detailed business continuity plans that outline the procedures that you will follow before, during, and after a disruption. Your plan should be tailored to the specific needs of your business and its critical functions and capabilities. It should include your recovery objectives, clear roles and responsibilities, communication protocols, and other emergency response actions that you may take. Number six is training and awareness. Educate employees on the importance of business continuity, their roles within your plans, and the actions required of them during a disruption. Training should be ongoing. You need some kind of continual cadence of training. That can be annual or more frequently. But you want to ensure that your team, your staff across the organization, are familiar with your plans and procedures and the expectations the program has of them and that they are equipped and ready to perform the assigned roles under stress that you've contained in your business continuity plans. Number seven is exercising or sometimes called testing. We usually talk about this as exercises because you can't really, in our mind, test a business continuity plan, but you can exercise a business continuity plan. So we want to regularly exercise your plans to validate their effectiveness and identified areas for improvement. That can range from straightforward tabletop exercises that last just a, uh, you know less than an hour to full-scale crisis and continuity simulations that can include external stakeholders, uh, outside partners, be facilitated by an expert firm like ours and take days or even a week. The key though is that you want to have exercises and capture lessons learned from those exercises on a regular basis. Number eight is program maintenance and review. That you have a process to continuously review and update your business continuity program to reflect changes in your business environment, new risks, organizational structure, new technologies, new regulatory requirements. This should include regular audits or strategic reviews to ensure that your program remains relative, relevant and effective. I would argue too that this needs to include some type of regular communication to your top management, so to your C-suite and to your board or at least to your audit or risk or operations committee of your board because you need that strategic governance view to weigh in on your program and ensure it's aligned with your organization's strategic goals and objectives. Number nine is crisis communications. You need a communications plan that outlines how to communicate with your internal and external stakeholders, including employees, customers, suppliers, and regulators during and after an incident. This might not be owned by your business continuity program. It might be contained in how you think about emergency management or crisis management. It might be wholly owned by your marketing or communications organization, but it has to be aligned. And again, like, the, like other plans, there needs to be clear roles and responsibilities for who's doing what. Number 10 is coordinating with your coordination approach with external parties. That you need to have these relationships with your external parties, such as emergency services, suppliers, and other organizations to ensure that you have coordinated response effort. So this can include law enforcement, fire, EMS, almost at a local level in a lot of cases. It might include local, county, state, or federal emergency management, or country emergency management outside of the US. It might include participation in trade and industry organizations where information is shared. But it also might mean closer coordination with your key third-party service providers or suppliers so that you understand how they're going to manage a disruption, how you will manage the impacts of those disruptions on your end, and how you'll communicate and collaborate during a disruption.
And last is alignment with IT disaster recovery or technology continuity, some organizations might call this. There needs to be close coordination and I would argue common governance between business continuity and IT disaster programs to guarantee that your technology systems and data can be restored in a timely manner after disruption. And ideally, you want those strategies and recovery time objectives and recovery point objectives to be aligned with your business needs that are identified through an effective business impact analysis. That, in, that includes identifying critical IT resources like hardware, software, data, connectivity, databases, essential backups, and more. That alignment has to be in place in order for that program to work effectively. Incorporating these 11 elements into your business continuity program can enable your organization to be better prepared for disruption, respond effectively when it happens, minimize your downtime, and maintain critical operations in adverse conditions. It's important to think about and approach business continuity as a strategic need for your organization and as an ongoing process that evolves as your organization and strategies evolve as well. That's it for this edition of the Managing Uncertainty podcast. We'll be back next week with another new episode. Be well.